Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the King Ragoni Show on Believe Network and the Draft Network. We're here with my friend and former teammate and current Arizona State defensive tackle, Nessa J. Tolvera. What up, Nessa? You know, I, mean, I think me and Ryan went to bring you on. You know, there's been a lot of questions, and you know, on why you left and all that. So we wanted to bring you on, you know, talk about your journey, how it's been going at Arizona State, um, and just about, you know, everything about Miami. So I appreciate y'all boys, you know, bringing me on and all that, for sure. I like that uh, chain you got on, you know, glam and stuff. Uh, yeah, your middle of the mall jewelry. Oh, full <laughs> mall jewelry. I like it, you know. Yeah. I'm like 50 bucks, get a nice little nice little chain. Exactly. Uh, now uh, I see kind of your spot in the background. You know, I wanted to ask you, because I know you had a nice spot here. Did you, uh, did you leave just because, you know, the rent went up around here? Stuff like that. You know, Miami's the least affordable city in the country now. Arizona, I don't know how it is over there. Yeah, man, rent did skyrocket. Well, I had to get up out of that packing bag. <laughs> nah, but uh, all jokes aside, I wanted to kind of, you know, we'll get to that later. But I wanted to ask you, you know, how it was growing up, you know, and you're from Fort Lauderdale, right? Broward County. Broward County. You know, they all say different spots around here. I don't know. I don't Same know how it is. Yeah, same, same, same thing, right? Something like that. <laughs> All right, so you're from Broward County. How was it, you know, growing up there? How was it, you know, playing football, you know, coming up, you know, as a little leaguer? Did your older brother play? Did your pop, pops play? Like, how'd you get into it? I mean, football really just like, it's culture down here. You know, just being from the crib, being from Broward, you know, it's just, Coming up, that's what's it, that's what's important. You know what I'm saying? Playing football, you know, Saturdays you're going crazy at the park, you know, all that. Just it it just came, you know what I'm saying? I've been playing since, you know, I was four years old for as long as I can remember, you know, with best of the best coming up. So, you know. Yeah. What, what what was the first position you played in Little League? First position I played shoot, center. Center? Yeah, I was playing center and linebacker boy with a duck. <laughs> I can't see you playing linebacker angle. Well, you don't think you got it in you. So, you know what I'm nah, I don't know if you got that in you. Highline tackling in the country. You heard it. Yeah. Yeah, my first, my first position. Uh, I played quarterback, and uh, in little league, played quarterback, and then I remember I moved, and I went to a whole new team. Nobody knew me, and I was just kind of big at the time, bigger than the other kids. So they put me in left guard. <laughs> I played left guard for a year. War number 57. Yeah. Line to junior year in high school, boy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, you were – did you get any – some people may not have known, but your first position, like, in high school and stuff was offensive line. Did you have, like, offers and stuff at offensive line? Uh, I had, like, 10 O's at O-line, bro. Like, I had – USF, Kentucky. My first offer was like FAU. Shout out Coach Patriot. You know what I'm um, Coach Justice was the O line coach at that time, too. That's how I knew him. Um, but yeah, 
you know, I had a couple of O's at O-line. We, we was deep at Heritage, so, you know, you had to get in where you fit. What, uh, you played guards in what you played at Heritage? Guards, left guard. Left guard. That boy Kai at left tackle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Kai, I forgot about the Kai Herbert. My God. <laughs> the legend. The legend. <laughs> hey, Kai Leon. Yeah, but yeah. But now, uh, what made you transition to defensive tackles? That's just something you kept asking the coach, like you want to play on defense or were you aggressive? Coach Ron was the head coach and had me at O-line. And um, when he left to take a job at Miami, Coach Pat was like, he too crazy for O-line. He want, he got to hit everybody. And Coach Pat Sertan, you know, he transitioned me over to D-tackle and just shoot the rest of history. Dang, so it's fault you was playing O-line. Yeah. It's my fault. I about right. Yeah. That's about right. Hey, so, you know, growing up in Broward County, at what, like, what age, you know what I'm saying, did you know that you wanted to play for Miami or that came later? Or was that, like, you know, in your blood? You know what I'm saying? Like, Should I – I won't – I'll never forget. I was, like, probably, like, seven, like, probably around 2007. Like, I played at West Pines Wildcats. Um, we had some dogs come out of there, too, you know what I'm saying? But – Shoot, I remember they had used to have a bus come through like before every season, like all the UN players they come through, get a little, you know, the little BS, uh, the little schedule and uh, the signing stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, I'm like, that's all you really knew coming, coming out here. You don't really see much as my people, shoot, two immigrants from Jamaica, like, so it's like they don't know nothing about football, they ain't putting me on, oh, this is NFL team, we growing up like, nah, none of that. So it's like, y'all, I knew that's all I saw. So from there. So when you started getting recruited, because obviously you five star, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. You 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 a four star, right? You get recruited by all these big time universities. Like, was it easy to stay home, or you was, you know, what I'm saying, talking to Bama, Georgia, and USC, whatever? Like right after my junior year, like right after that, we had one states and shit. I had probably dropped. It started with. Georgia, FSU, um, and I got them. This was like January time. And then February, uh, I had got that U offer. February 13th, I got that U offer. I took my visit February 14th, committed on the 14th. <laughs> I said, like, forget all the other schools. Then I, then I kept, you know, kept getting O's and all that. But, you know, I just, shoot, Coach Rick, Coach Rick got me in that. What's that? He said something like, you committed to us now? I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know they really met. I was just like, yeah, shoot, I know this is where I want to be, so let's rock out now. That's hard. Who offered you before uh, Miami did? Like, I'm talking like Power Five at, at uh, defensive tackle. FSU, Georgia, Bama, Florida, LSU. Was it like Miami waited a while, or was it, you know, kind of yeah, back to back? Last one. I knew it was one of the last, like, big, big schools that I, like, was waiting on to, like, offer like, in that time frame. Did you kind of feel some type of way about it? Because I know some people, you know, they'll take that to heart and be like, you know what, I'm not going there because of that. No. I'd like – I didn't even care. Like, Coach Cool caught me, offered me. I said, I'm trying to visit the next day. Shoot. I stayed two years. I stayed committed for two years. Took a few other visits and shit like that. I played around. Know, did that jit stuff, you know, with the hats, messing with schools and shit. 
you know where I ended up. What uh, what were your final schools? My f- I took OVs to uh, Florida, Tennessee, and Miami. Uh, but uh, that was my final three. Yeah, so uh, it really was Florida and Miami. Really messed with Florida, like truly, like shoot. I probably would have went. I probably would have messed around and went to Florida if my old girl was like, "You're not leaving." She told me straight. I'm not signing them papers. Like you going to Miami, you've been committed for two years. You going you gonna honor what you said you was gonna do. And shoot, I went on that stage, bill. I committed. I said very great with the little checking and shit. Yeah, let you know. I, I actually remember. <laughs> I remember the signing day and everything. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I remember looking up at the screen and this dude had a Chucky doll in his hand. I'm like, what the heck is that? I ain't never seen that before. And I remember the dudes talking about make the crib great, talking about Miami and stuff. I'm like, man, Miami, that's a place to be. Crazy thing is about that crib great shit. Bro, I thought, I, I thought about the whole speech on the spot because, like, I'm really that morning, like, trying to tell my old girl, like, I'm not trying to go there anymore, like. So I really came up with that shit. Like, yeah, I'll never forget, like, all my dogs was coming, like, Pat Sertan, Tyson Campbell, and Drew. So Drew Chatfield, I don't say the man, and ESPN was coming. And, like, they told, like, Coach Pat, like, if he's not finna flip to Florida, like, he can't be on the, uh, like, be on the hat shit. Like, he got to go after, like, and I remember, like, damn, I'm not going to switch. And then, like, they had gave me the shit on sudden shit, like the camera shit, like on some sudden shit, because everybody already committed on the on ESPN, boom. They came over, passed me the mic, put the camera on. Motherfuckers were walking behind me and shit already congratulating everybody else and shit. And then, like, I just said to make the career great shit. Like, I was just like, because that's just what was on my mind, like, because bro just went to Tuscaloosa. Bro just went to Gainesville. I'm like, damn, so I'm like, so we could go there, or we can make the career great. And, bro, I swear to God, before I got to the crib and could have trademarked it, that shit was trademarked. Like, ain't no chance. Yeah, I was that, about to. That night, my old boy went to the crib, tried to, like, oh, let me see what, boom, boom, like, go daddy or whatever that shit be when you could, like, trademark shit. Shit, gone. Uh, Don Life has shirts, like, the next week, green ass names. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask you about. I knew it, Tom. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, like every, everybody you make the career great now. Like it's, you know what I'm saying. Like it's theirs. And I know you. Bro, like just give me my flowers, man. You know? Yeah. I know that because of you. I, I I acknowledge that. I remember I saw someone on Twitter saying something about making the career great. I actually saw some shirts that dropped, not the Dime Life shirts. I saw some shirts that dropped saying "Make the crib great." And I was yeah, shout out Dom Life, man. Stop playing. <laughs> shout out Dom Life. They show love. They show love. Yeah. All that. No, but uh, yeah, I saw it was this season. Someone dropped some shirts saying "Make the crib great." I think you quoted it or something. But yeah. they, I, I definitely feel like I don't even like they should pay you for that. But you know, that's I another. I don't need that shit. They got that. They might need me. No, uh, there was a question. You know, I posted on Twitter today asking if people had any questions for you. What was a? This is one of them from Sweet Jones Jr. He asked, 
what does he learn most from Miami? Does he feel he left the crib greater <laughs> than it was? What's that name? His at is low too cool, but his name says Jones Jr. He says, what does he learn most from Miami? Does he feel like he left the crib greater than it was? Does he feel like there's more he could have done? Um, what I learned from Miami is definitely brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like the the U, the U runs deep in like the people that's in that locker room is what I would say. You know, it's, it's real no like you know what you playing for. Well, you know what you playing for. And um, so you just learn, you, you learn what shit means. Like, like it's, it's bigger than you is what I would say. And um, what was the other part of the question? Does he feel like he left the crib, the crib greater than it was? Like, I feel like, honestly, like people really like, I came in first year, we got our ass blowed out Wisconsin in that bowl game. Like we had some great players on that defense. Sheldrick Redwine, Mike Pinkney, Shaq Quarterman, Jaquan Johnson, Gerald Willis, Joe Jackson, Jonathan Garvin. Bro, like, dudes who are in the NFL, like, right now, Michael Jackson, like, they all in the NFL still to this day. So, we had guys, and we went 7-6. The next year, 2019, 6-7. 2020, I feel like, is a year that a lot of people overlook because of COVID. And they don't realize, like, good of a year we had, how great of a year we had, like, compared to all the years prior, just because it was COVID. Like, the FSU game, we'd be FSU 52 to 10. But we had 10,000 fans in the stadium. You see what I'm saying? You just, it doesn't hold the same feeling or same to people, I feel like. So, to answer that question, 2021 was a year of a lot, bro. Like, y'all was there. We had starters go down left, right, left, right. Um, It was almost a team. It was, it was almost two teams. You know, sad to say. Like, you feel me? Like, we had a younger team and an older team at, at a point. You know what I'm saying? So to say, I, to answer the question, did I leave it greater than I got it? I definitely feel like I did. Like that locker room when we got there, my class got there 2018, even the 2017 class, the locker room was clicky when we got there. Like, like I said, we had a great player, but it felt like it was kind of clicky. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the way we, we made the locker room and built it, like even just the D-line room and stuff, like, Everybody messes with each other. Everything's cohesive. Like, it's, you'll have the starting quarterback, Derrick King, hanging out with the third-string long snapper. Like, you don't got stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? On every team, I feel like. So, yeah, I left it greater. Before we continue on this conversation with KJ, I would like to tell you all about our sponsors today. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you a peace of mind where you're online. And with all the threats that face today on the internet, it is important more than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next generation encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's ultimate bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month free. It is also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. I agree for sure. Uh, and like you said, I, I think a lot of people gonna overlook, you know, the growth that we made, right? And then once once the team started doing really well, hopefully next year coming up, they gonna be like, oh, that's 
you know, this guy, this guy, this coach, this coach, this, you know, they don't get all the, you know what I'm saying, the glory, but you know what I'm saying, like the growing pains that we have to grow through. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. have to go to the, not complaining, but, you know, going to the dining hall, they got breakfast catered to them every day now, all-you-can-eat buffet. They got this amount of resources. They got, they got this kind of people supporting the program. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that was they don't get the growing pains. I feel like if you in it, you understand it as the coaches who really in it, they understand it. It's just that outside shit. Y'all know what time it is, right? Yeah. And don't really know what's going on. And that's that. what you were saying, Derek, about like, oh, we may have a great season next year, but they don't realize that the season prior is what built it. There was a, you know, I always watch it, the, the U part two. They talk about the 2001 team. And the head coach, I think, was uh, – he was the head coach at FIU. I forgot his name. Butch Davis. Butch Davis, yeah. And then he didn't win the national championship, but the what's it called? Uh, the next coach, Larry Croker, did. Yeah. Or Larry Croker, you know, whatever. And uh, they said it didn't matter who the coach was that year. We were going to win anyways just because, like, they felt, you know, that they – the, all this work was just building up, building up, building up, even though their record wasn't showing it, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of like that, you know, I feel. Oh, definitely going to snap. You feel mm-hmm. me? It just was a matter of, like, is it, is, what's, what's, what's going to help the Silvera last man, Miami snapping or me snapping? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's- so, that kind of leads me to my next point is, or next question is, like, what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to, like, at Arizona State? Um, you know, ASU got a, they got a real good team, bro. They, they just, they played Wisconsin in the, um, in the bowl game, finished off, lost a tough game, but you know, had a good year. Could have, could have definitely won the South. You know, lost to Utah in a tough one, but, bro, they have a young team that's really just, I feel like on the, on the up and up, and just needed a few more pieces to get where they needed to get. And I feel like I could have been a major part of getting them to where they need to be. You know, it's, it's Herm Edwards, you know, who wouldn't want to play for a coach like that? You know, I I feel like you know, the coach, the D-line coach I got, you know, Coach Rodriguez, you know, he, second to none, you know, he coached, coaching six, seven round picks who's going to be pro bowlers with the Vikings. and Just things like that, you know, I just feel like it's helped me take it to the next level. It's funny you talk about Herm Edwards. I know Derek heard me, you know, tell this story before, but you know, only one coach. You know, you know, I didn't have any offers out of high school, none of that, no letters, anything. I got one phone call from one coach ever in uh in high school, and it was from Herm Edwards. I'll never forget. Never forget it. He called me on a Saturday morning. I picked up my phone. I'm like. Hello, like, who's this? He's like, hey, this is uh, Coach Herm Edwards at Arizona State. You know, just watch your film and stuff. Wanted to give you a call and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, no, like, seriously, like, who is this? Because I ain't got one call, one offer, one letter from nobody. I'm like, who is this? He's like, no, seriously, this is Coach Herm Edwards. He's like, I just want to talk to you a bit and all that stuff. Yeah. I'll never forget that. He, I, I like Herm Edwards. I do. And I can understand, you know why you would go there and if he he was a part of that, why you're the reason there. I'm part of the reason you're there. Uh, But in that also, I wanted to ask, I mean, you don't have to, you know, answer this, but I wanted to know what other schools were in play for you. I can honestly say to every school in the country, you know, rang my line. 
honestly, besides, not even flag, besides uh, Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, and probably the only schools that didn't call me. You know. I got a question. Uh like you said, you're from you're from Broadway, right? So how hard was how hard was it for you to like to make the decision to, you know what I'm saying, enter the portal and, and move on? I mean, bro, it's the crib, you know, it's tatted on me, you know. I I love that shit. You know, who wanna who wants to you know, it's a, it was a it was a it was a tough decision, but it's like it's easy to it's easy to just look at it like business move like I never left the crib before so it's like quick trip do something you do do everything you got to do um you know help this team grow be a be try to be a leader you know win as many games as we can and you know get back to the crib and get to work no I know that's something me and Pierre talked about before on a previous episode talking about whenever you did transfer a lot of people don't understand like your love for the crib, like for Miami, for Broward County, for the University of Miami. Like me and you have had conversations one-on-one. Like I know without a doubt that you love this more than anybody else on the team or in the program. You love the University of Miami. And still on the team. Huh? You still on the team, which a lot, huh? No, 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 no. I, I, I'll give it to you. Like you, you hundred percent, you love Miami. And I know this. I mean, I've seen the look in your eyes, like after a loss, like you actually felt real pain while other people, you know, it seemed like they didn't care. Like you really, really love the university of Miami. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like it must've been a very, very, very hard decision for you to leave. I mean, yeah, bro. You know, sometimes I feel like, passion is mistaken as aggression or as you know just when when everybody doesn't want it like you said everybody don't want it as much as you, you seem like the crazy one mm-hmm. and shit that might be right but it's like if it's 10 more who's want to do wrong and it's two who want to do right who gonna win the 10 and two, you know what I'm saying and now you look crazy you the oddball you know so just come with it I know for a fact, me being on the team for two years, knowing you for two years, is like, like when I said, bro, there's nobody on that team that I think, you know what I'm saying, wanted to win and wanted Miami to be great as much as you. And, you know what I'm saying, people say they want to say about it, but shit, on Saturday, you showed up, you know what I'm saying, which is, we losing by 20 or we up by 20, and you showing up, you making plays. I remember, I'll never forget North Carolina game, uh, 2020, you know what I'm saying, they running the ball down our, down our throat, they got 600, 600 rushing yards, you out there, Playing like we, you know what I'm saying? Like we in the fourth quarter battle. You don't want to still showing up on defense. Like, not saying about no other guys, but you out there, you know what I'm saying, going hard, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever you can to because that's just embarrassing. Like, like you said, like you really, you know what I'm saying, you really care about the you, you really care about winning and losing. And you know, I know people are not gonna admit it, but shit, there's a lot of people that play college football that really just there just to say they play college football. You know what I'm saying? Like they really don't even you feel what I'm saying? So like I I, I applaud you for that. And I, I learned that from you, you know what I'm saying, as far as like watching you play, watching you practice and all that. So Sure. That's when, uh, when I think about games and stuff, I think about that game because I'll, I'll never forget the moments on the sideline. Obviously, I'll never say, you know, what was said, but it's late in the fourth quarter. You know, people – now it's like, all right, we know we're going to lose. There's no time, you know, to come back and stuff like that. And everybody's like, all right, they're pulling all the starters in. You're like, nah, like I'm still going to play. Like, screw that. Like, I'm still going out there. Like, 
I'm not about to get embarrassed even more and things like that. They want to see what I'm saying? Motherfuckers see what they want to see. They're going to give credit to who they give credit to, but you know, I'm I'm at peace just because I know, like, like, and I appreciate y'all boys for what y'all said, but like, I know, like, it ain't a loss we took. I ain't bawled my eyes out, like, not no fake shit, not for no attention. I buy my motherfucking self. You see what I'm saying? Or I'm motherfuckers on the plane laughing after hell. I want to fade niggas, and I'm and I'm the one getting yelled at by coaches. Can hey, do fade after we get my ass what in class. Hey. I've been, I've been on that bus with you after the loss, bro. I know how it go. I know how, exactly how it went. You was right in every situation we always on that bus. So. That's crazy. It's just yeah, I'm that. Not, be what I'm it not going to get that. You know, you, you checking people and stuff like that and making it seem like you were the bad guy. And I, 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 I personally, you know, witnessed that a few times because, you know, we're on the defensive bus, you know, in that 2019 season on the defensive bus. And, you know, sometimes it's like that in 2020. And you got looked at as a bad guy sometimes when really you were right. And I, I remember one time we weren't even cool then. We weren't even real cool then. Like, we yeah, right now. yeah we, we good now. But that's the most like me and him would go back and forth. But there was one time he was right. And people were trying to say you were wrong. And you weren't even around. You weren't even in the room. Nothing. And I was like, nah, I told him straight up. I was like, y'all were wrong. Like dead wrong, like Nessa was checking y'all on like on real things, and y'all just didn't want to hear it. But I mean, like you said, I mean, sometimes that's how it goes. I ain't tripping on none of that shit. I love that you. It ain't about man. So with that, I mean, I gotta say, what was your favorite favorite moment at the University of Miami? Damn. Favorite moment? Shit. Shit. Probably, I go back to probably FSU 2020, bro. Like, that shit was crazy. Like, if you was in that stadium, it felt like it was full. Like, that shit was crazy. You know, fucking, it's so many, like, you know what I'm saying? Going up to NC State, coming back and winning. Going to VTech, coming back. Uh, fucking, just you know, just never. We we were honestly a never relenting team. Like no matter what nobody wants to say, and just it's just too many moments to you know to talk about. You know what I'm saying? All right, locker room. You know what I'm saying? That shit be the best memory. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot of funny, funny times in that locker room, but. So we can talk about it on camera. Yeah, we can't talk about it, obviously. That's locker room stuff. But <laughs> we'll not, go. Them, not them nights either. Yeah, yeah, not them nights either. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about uh, just this question. And I think I already know the answer. But what is your worst memory? Hmm. We just lost the FFP, bro. That's 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 probably one of the biggest. Cause I never the way I felt after that loss, I never felt one like that. Like that shit was just like sickening. Like like that shit really ain't feel real hearing the fucking wind and we under like I'm hearing the fireworks go off and shit. I'm going in that game three and over seven you finna go out four and I'm like fuck them. and motherfuckers lost bullshit. So on fourth and fourteen, eh? 
shit is crazy. So that's probably that or fucking uh, or FIU, one of those. It's probably those, that. Those are my two biggest ones as well. The FIU loss and the Florida State one, because nothing you know hurts worse than losing to Florida State. That's just it, it does something to you. But also when we lost to FIU, that was a I remember waking up the we next day. Like, like that's why when fans be saying shit, like nobody nobody takes it worse than like us already. Like, like we lost at the OOB to FIU to the old goddamn coach. We supposed to go out there and blow their ass out. Like, cool, bro. Like, we take that shit. That sh- that shit was embarrassing. I remember I woke up the next morning going into the Sunday lifting. I'm like, oh snap! Like it hit me. I'm like, we really lost that game. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Then we, then we got shut out by La Tech. That's a, like that. And NBA showed up on the bus. That shit crazy. <laughs> I hit yeah. that DM that that December, I think, or January. Yeah. So. Yep. And I, I went back. I went back and watched all the games too. Far as I had to come, I was like, they lost to FIU, lost to Duke, lost to La Tech. And what's the other team I lost to? Lost to Duke that year. Lost to Duke. So I was like, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no way I'm losing to any three, any lowest team. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and we lost to VTech. VTech, yeah. That that one ate me up. There was a there was a video that surfaced Twitter and it pissed me off so bad. Is VTech? I don't know. I don't know if they had some box or something, but they went on the U. And they were like taking some grass out or something, or like you know kicking it up and like putting it in some box. I don't know, but niggas was dancing after losses that year. I wasn't dancing. I wasn't there that year. Uh, just, that shit is crazy. Niggas, niggas dancing on the sideline doing the fucking soldier boy. We we got niggas giving out the the spirit 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 leader award and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> God, niggas trying to win that shit. Like, type of shit is that? Sunday we come in, we just lost. Uh, uh, it's been, or whatever. What they call that shit? Ryan, you know. I know. Hey, we already know. We already know we got this one. It was a shirt. It was a shirt. I forgot what it was called. A juice squad or something like that. Yeah. Special teams coach used to give it out. It was a juice, juice something. It was a T-shirt. That was some shit. It was a cool T-shirt. I never got one, but it was a cool T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Nah, yeah. You live, you learn, though, bro. You live, you learn, for sure. <laughs> Good times, bad times. Oh, shit. Did the chain for real? I got a question for you now. Did they get rid of the chain? Well, that I guess that's a question for me. Uh Man, I don't really know. I mean, I I guess so. We haven't talked about it, but obviously there was those rumors. It's probably a question I need to ask. I I, I think they're still hanging up, you know, in the little uh, – I rocked everyone. I don't even care. I rocked everyone. Hey, I'll never forget uh UAB game. I Man, I still think it was supposed to be a fumble. I jumped on it so quick on the ball. I was like, oh, I'm about to get the turnover chain, first one of the year. Man. That shit went out. Yeah, I never, I never got to wear it, but there, I will. 
the rings this year. That's why I fuck with Ram. Ram, shout out Rambo, bro. Rambo, you real. Dog Duke scored a touchdown. Let me get the rings with him. Boy, yeah. solid. Garrett never did that for me, bro. We I never took a picture of the rings. I never did the rings, bro. I always gave it to somebody else. Like, and, uh, I never did the rings. Nah, but hey, what you want to say, Ron? No, go ahead. I was about to say, you know, we do on the show, like anybody, any guests we have come on, we want to like give them an opportunity to give like some, you know, something they learn. Like, you know, it don't got to be motivational, just like a little quote or something like they go by. So. Shoot. Shoot. I just go with the flow game. Some advice? Yeah. Any advice? Um, the advice I would give just to like, probably just to the shorties like coming up, just like, you know, focus on you like, you definitely got to, like, separate yourself. You cannot stay, like, if them boys doing bad, them boys not going to study hard, them boys not doing what they're supposed to do, late to lips, doing things like that, bro. Like, at some point, you got to grow out of that and, like, focus on you. Like, I ain't never had them problems. Let's not get it twisted. Like, that's not. But, you know what I'm saying, just dudes got to get right, like, you know, and just focus on their bag because, like, this shit go quick. Like, I would have never thought I'd do five years in college. <laughs> It's my fifth year in school, gang. I would have never thought, like, and this shit go quick. I'm 22 years old now. Like, I'm not an 18-year-old boy no more, you know? And I wish I knew some of the things I knew and just not even – just moved the way I move now when I was that age. I probably, you know, would have been gone. So just just be older than you are, I guess. Be more mature in situations and, you know, your stuff. Well, that's one thing I can attest for is – your maturity level from when I first got there till now is just like, it's night and day. Even when Derek got here and, you know, until now, you know, it's not, it's like night and day. It's a whole different I'm person. I was though, King. Like, you definitely was like one of them ones who like said, nah, like, I'm a rock with bro. Like, tell them how to do things, move like this, move like that. And like, so I salute you for that for sure. Like, that's why we gang for sure. Quincy too. I know Quincy was on you too when he was there. Quincy was on my ass. Yeah, JP, sure. and Greg, punk ass. But <laughs> I'm saying, I appreciate them boys for that. For sure. Uh, but, you know, thank you so much for coming on. We're glad we could finally get you on the show. And yeah. obviously, we're going to wish you good luck, and you know, at Arizona State this year. You know, but t- not too much luck because, you know. We want, we want to be ahead of y'all at the end of the season, so. I ain't gonna lie, Nessa, I want, Nessa, I want you to go crazy. I gotta go, I gotta go, like, yeah. road to glory mode, like, we on SCAA. Yeah, like. I, I wish you luck. I wish you luck. But no, thank you so much, bro, for coming on the show. We appreciate you. And for me and Derek, we thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.